It was a phone call that changed his life. It saved a life. A Maryland resident spoke about a small moment that made a big difference down the road. Her response generated over 400,000 views on social media. Angela Harders responded to a prompt on TikTok. She was asked, what's one small decision that changed your life? She spoke of a time when she was young and became pregnant. It was not of her volition. Though she grew up in a family that valued human life, her unspeakable trauma led her to consider an abortion. Harders' small decision was calling a pregnancy resource center two states away. That phone call gave her hope. She was able to grieve. She felt loved and cared for. God used that call to save the life of Angela's daughter and to give her hope for the future. Don't think you can make a difference? One phone call can save a life. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris sharing the great story that's all about Jesus. And on this Wednesday, we're continuing in a series called Johnny Cash, Out of the Darkness. On a Sunday morning sidewalk Wishing, Lord, that I was stoned Cause there's something in a Sunday This makes the body feel alone And there's nothing short of dying That's half as lonesome as the sound Sleeping city sidewalk and a Sunday morning coming down. Johnny Cash. Many knew him as the man in black. And we just heard him singing a very personal song from his TV show in 1970 called Sunday Morning Coming Down. There was nothing lonelier for him than being strung out and afar from God. He was at one time one of the best-known singers in the world. His hit songs gave him everything he thought he was looking for, fame, money, and power. But by the late 1960s, he wasn't satisfied. Johnny was feeling at the end of his rope. And it wasn't until he truly gave his life to Jesus that things turned around for him. Hello, I'm Johnny Cash. Johnny told me I'm my happiest when I'm performing. But sometimes Cash gets into trouble. There was not one person that didn't respect Johnny Cash. He sort of lived in his own atmosphere. He was darkness and light living in the same body. He was my hero for all the right reasons and all the wrong reasons. It was all fleeting. That's famous fleeting. He faced his worldliness and came out wanting to be right with God. It's a biblical precedent that God uses complicated people. Do you have any regrets about what you've done? I forgave myself. When God forgave me, I figured I'd better do it too. In a moment, we're going to go to God's Word to hear another story. A story of the Philippian jailer from the book of Acts. He was about to kill himself, but by God's grace, he ended up meeting Christ as his Savior. And after the program, I want to send you a copy of Johnny Cash, 
the redemption of an American icon for your generosity to help this listener's supported ministry. This DVD is full of excerpts from Johnny's life and music and tells the total, full story of his life. But more important, it shows how someone who might seem too far gone can come to know Jesus in the nick of time. I know that Johnny's story will give you hope to keep praying for loved ones who haven't come to Christ yet. After the program, visit our website, watch the trailer of this DVD, but then make your gift at haventoday.org, haventoday.org, or call us at 800-65-HAVEN, 800-65-HAVEN. Coming up, we're going to hear the testimony of a woman who was strung out on crack, living on the streets, and did not expect to live past 30. But she met Jesus, and everything changed. Now let's open Haven today with a song from Johnny Cash, performed over 30 years ago with very timely words. Going by the book. You can see it in the movies and the paper and the TV Somebody's army is always on the move There's gonna be a battle The lines have been drawn They got guns and tanks and planes The wells are gone dry And the water is bad And the air is acid rain There's war after war And rumors of war from the There's a rumbling in the ground And they're talking about the beast Good mothers cry Cause the rivers run high With the blood of too many sons Some people say peace is on the way But the worst is still to come Cause the prophets wrote about it And Jesus spoke about it And John got to take a look And he told us what he saw And it's easy to see It's going by the book It's going by the book cities and the missiles stand ready for flight A pale horse rides like the wind across the night And that rumbling in the desert like thunder getting closer Are the trumpets getting ready to blow There's gonna be a shout that will wake the dead We better be ready to go Cause the prophets wrote about it And Jesus spoke about it And John got to take a look And he told us what he saw And it's easy to see It's going by the book It's going by the book
This is Haven Today in a program called Johnny Cash, Out of the Darkness. That was his song called Going by the Book, as sung 30 years ago. Now, before we hear how the Lord saved a man who was about to kill himself in the book of Acts, I want you to hear the testimony of Lynn, who lives in the Buffalo area, upstate New York. Lynn had felt her life was over just before she met Jesus. She had left home at age 15, and she, needless to say, was living a wild life. When I was born again and uh, touched by the hand of God, I felt like my life was over and I was as old as 99. Uh, I left home uh, right before my 16th birthday, ran away from home and became a homeless, drug-crack-addicted alcoholic who uh, prostituted herself. I've had probably eight or nine abortions in the name of birth control. I was in and out of jail, countless rehabs, six rehabs, countless detoxes, and done county jail. I uh, went to a homeless shelter and gave my heart to Jesus Christ December 1st of the year 2000. He touched me in such a mighty way and delivered me uh, from drugs and alcohol, and um, he has been my Savior ever since. It has been a whirlwind of the past 17 years. Um, I would not be here if it wasn't for Jesus Christ, and I still go through the guilt, the shame, and the remorse of the past, but God is healing me of the identity of shame. He is healing me of the guilt. It is never too late. When I got here at age 30, I thought it was over, but God has saw fit to restore me, redeem me, and he has given me a life beyond anything I could have ever hoped for or dreamed. Um, I uh, am a licensed, I have a master's degree in social work, I own homes, but it's, it's not the material things that matter. And I know that God will never leave me nor forsake me. No matter where I go, he is with me. And that is what I've looked for my entire life, someone to be with me, never leave me nor forsake me. And I found that in Jesus Christ. It is never too late. So may God bless you and may he keep you. Amen. I can't thank you enough for sharing your story with us, Lynn. The grace of God is so powerful, making all things new. Amen. This is Haven Today, and I'm Charles Morris, and a program called Johnny Cash Out of the Darkness. He was called the man in black. He put out one hit after another, but one thing I remember best is I walk the line. I keep a close watch on this heart of mine. I keep my eyes wide open all the time. Johnny Cash was an icon, not just in his music, but in real life. He seemed to break all the barriers. He started singing and writing music at age 12. At 18, he joined the Air Force, and while stationed in Germany from 1950 to 1954, he began turning his attention to music. He was magnetic, but he wasn't taking off quite yet. He moved back to Memphis, where he continued to write and sing, and by the age of 23, he was making the charts, and the rest, as they say, is history. But behind that persona, something else was going on. In So Doggone Lonesome, one of his earliest popular songs, Johnny imagined a man who had lost his first love and was battling loneliness. But in real life, he was the one who was lonely and looking for an escape. He needed someone to set him free, and he found that someone in the Lord Jesus Christ. He found the freedom that only Christ can give. When you think about freedom, I think most of us think in terms of circumstances. If only this or that would change, then I could be free. Well, just stop a minute and think. What is your if only? If only I 
didn't have to go to this job every day. If only I wasn't married to this person. If only I could go on that dream vacation or have that dream house or win the lottery. Granted, there would probably be a release at first, but it wouldn't go deep enough to set you free. When you hear about people who have it all, people like Johnny Cash, you realize that a change of circumstance is not the answer. It's Jesus who's the only one who can set you free. That's what he solemnly told the religious leaders in his day. You are a slave until the Son sets you free. But when the Son sets you free, you are free indeed. How does that happen? How do you stop being a slave? How does Jesus set you free? Well, there's a story in Acts 16 that gives a case study of someone who went from slavery to freedom in a matter of just a few minutes. By seeing how it happened to that man, you can see how it could happen to you. The man was the city jailer, probably a retired soldier. He'd been charged with locking up two preachers, Silas and Paul. They'd been illegally stripped and beaten, and the authorities had told the jailer to guard them very carefully. So he took them into the deepest depths of the jail, and he even put them into stocks. No food, no water, no dressing for their wounds. Circumstances didn't get much worse than that in the first century. But verse 25 says that about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening. They had a freedom that didn't make sense based on their circumstances. And they were about to share that freedom with a very unlikely person, the jailer. Here's what happened. Acts 16. Let me start reading at verse 26. Suddenly, there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. At once, all the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains came loose. The jailer woke up, and when he saw the prison doors open, he drew his own sword and was about to kill himself because he thought the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted, don't harm yourself. We're all here. Now, the jailer knew that his life depended on being able to keep those prisoners in those cells. If they escaped, he wouldn't only lose his job, but he'd probably lose his life. And rather than face execution, he decided to take his own life. But then he heard Paul cry out to him and beg him not to do it. And he knew he had been reprieved. Now, here was the jailer's response in Acts 16, verse 29. He called for lights, rushed in, and he fell trembling before Paul and Silas. And then he led them out and he asked them, Sirs, one of the most famous lines in all the Bible, what must I do to be saved? And that's when Paul told him, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. You will be saved, you and your household. And they spoke the word of the Lord to him at length and to all the others in his house. Now, what an abrupt change of heart. The jailer went from the fear of being put to death to shaking and trembling at Paul and Silas's feet in fear before Almighty God, not just these two servants of God. In the space of minutes, he went from one fear to another fear, from one master, though, to a better master. We serve a lot of masters. 
things we think hold the key to our destinies, and we become slaves to too many things. Money or career or appearance, those are the obvious ones, but at a deeper level, we fear disapproval and rejection and failure. This jailer was ruled by those kinds of fears. No doubt he had heard Paul and Silas preaching Christ as Lord and Savior, but it hadn't gotten through to him. He was more concerned about Rome and about the authorities that he served, doing his job, making sure no one escaped. And when it looked like they had escaped, he was overcome by this great fear of shame, but also fear that he would die. In a matter of minutes, all those fears dropped away. And he had another fear, the fear of the Lord. The true God, the living God, was suddenly very real to this jailer. And no doubt Paul and Silas' joy, as well as their kindness, made a deep impression. That jailer lived in a first-century pitiless world. For them to sacrifice their freedom from the earthquake for the sake of the jailer must have shaken his soul. And it all happened in a matter of minutes. The fear of the Lord took all his other fears out of the picture, and he realized he had been serving false gods. He knew he had offended the true one living God. And yet, according to Paul and Silas, this same God was offering him a way of salvation. I think that's the key that opens our prison doors to learn both the fear of the Lord and the grace of the Lord, because we need both. We need to know that we've offended the living God, and we need to know that by His grace, the living God is offering to freely forgive our sins and deliver us out of judgment into what the Psalms call a wide place, a place of true freedom. The jailer asked the most pertinent question anyone could ever ask. What must I do to be saved? Saved from judgment. I'm sure that was uppermost in his mind. And Paul and Silas told him that salvation comes not by the jailer doing anything, but by placing his faith in the Lord Jesus. And they didn't stop there. Verse 33 says they went on to further explain how this could be. The jailer and his entire household heard how the Lord Jesus became our salvation by becoming our sin and enduring our judgment in our place. And they responded by putting their faith in him. And with that reprieve from judgment came the falling off of chains and the swinging open of doors and hearts were set free. And you see it happening in the jailer's life, and that of his family. At that hour of the night, the jailer took them and washed their wounds. Acts 16 goes on. And then immediately he and all his household were baptized. The jailer brought them into his house and set a meal before them. He was filled with joy because he had come to believe in God, he and his family. That largesse, that freedom to love others, that expansive joy, it's all a picture of the freedom that Jesus died to give us. It is the wide place he brings us into. The Lord sent an earthquake into that man's life, and it set him free. He set Johnny Cash free when he was at his lowest, ready to die, when a lot of people might have thought it was too late. But it wasn't too late. 
And it's not too late for you as well. Jesus will gladly and tenderly set you free. Softly and tenderly, Jesus is calling, calling for you and for me. See on the portals, he's waiting and watching, watching for you and for me. Come home, come home, ye who are weary, come home, earnestly, tenderly, Jesus is calling, calling, O sinner, come home. Why should we tarry when Jesus is pleading, pleading for you and for me? Why should we linger and heed not his mercies, mercies for you and for me? Come home, come home, ye who are weary, come home, earnestly, tenderly, Jesus is calling, calling, O sinner, come home. Oh, for the wonderful love he has promised, promised for you and for me. Though we have sinned, he has mercy and pardon, pardon for you and for me. Come home. Come home, ye who are weary, come home, earnestly, tenderly, Jesus is calling, calling, O sinner, come From his album, My Mother's Hymn Book, Softly and Tenderly, by Johnny Cash, on this haven today. Wasn't it encouraging to hear stories of how Christ has set people free from the chains of sin? Whether your name is Lynn from Buffalo, or the Philippian jailer, or even Johnny Cash, the grace of God and the power of the cross is able to change a life, even when we're on our last rope. Now, speaking of Johnny... I've really enjoyed listening to his music this week and last week. 
I've grown to appreciate his style since my wife and I saw the documentary at our home just a couple of weeks ago now. He had a way of reaching into your heart and grabbing you and helping you feel how he was feeling, and he was simply a great musician. But when I watched the new documentary on his life, Johnny Cash, Redemption of an American Icon, I was surprised to learn how unsure he was about his life. The more money, the more fame, the more awards, and all the rest of the things he had, he found himself more and more running on empty. And of course, his drug addiction nearly killed him. But when you watch the new feature-length documentary on its life, Johnny Cash, Redemption of an American Icon, you'll see how the Lord rescued him, gave him new life in Jesus. And you'll be very blessed to hear Johnny, in his own words, explain his walk with Jesus. Why don't you get in touch with us right now? Would you make your gift to this ministry? And we'll send you right away the DVD, Johnny Cash, Redemption of an American Icon. And here's a suggestion. This would be a great film to invite friends and family over who don't know Jesus yet. Watch it together. And please visit our website and watch the trailer for the documentary. They're at haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. Make your gift to the ministry or call us right now and make your gift, but ask for the DVD on Johnny Cash at 800-65-HAVEN. 800-65-HAVEN. And just a little note before we have to go, you can't find this DVD on Amazon or any other online service, so you need to call us right now help us out in the process. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow when again together we'll be sharing the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. As we continue to watch the news and stay updated on the world, It can be hard to continue praying for peace. When will the conflict, suffering, harm stop? We can feel like those in Jeremiah 8. We hoped for peace, but no good has come. For a time of healing, but there is only terror. When will the horrors cease? Those of us who know Christ know that good has come. Jesus has come. He's undone the sin and the guilt that disturbs us. Christ has established his kingdom and will once and for all bring peace. What we do now is wait in hope, trusting in the Lord to bring us that everlasting peace. Spend more time with Jesus. Visit GetAnchor.com.